Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is good? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. You already know that. How you doing? What's going on? You enjoying sports cards? I'm enjoying sports cards. There is a lot to talk about. I love to come at you with some personal experience of what I'm doing in the hobby, how it's benefiting, who I'm learning from, and how it might help you. And that's what this damn show is all about. We have an amazing community here in the sports card market and hobby. And I always like to shine a little light on the positive. You know that already. Um, get out the uh, drum circle, get out the guitars, um, light up a little doobie if that's for you. Um, we're here to uh, embrace the power of positivity and spend a little time talking sports cards. I am fueled up right now. No, it's not bang, but shout out to everyone who came and saw my big PSA wrestling card reveal. Been waiting a long time for that. I had a little bang ski popped the unofficial sponsor of Stacking Slabs. If you're out there and you have a brand alternative and you like to think outside the box, you like to think a little bit differently about how you approach your audience, get at me. Maybe we can start a little relationship. I got a bunch of listeners on this damn podcast who love to think a little bit differently. You know that old catchphrase I used to say, turn left when others are going right? Well, it's still holds true. I'm going to get into a little bit of the personal experience, but man, I'm coming hot out of the gates. I'm coming hot out of the gates because I'm on team no sleep. Shout out to all you parents in the hobby. Shout out to everyone who wakes up in the middle of the night to take care of their little ones. I'm experiencing that for the first time. It's been an incredible experience. Um, The joys of having a daughter, the joys of being a parent. Um, Yes, there's the poop. Yes, there's the pee. Yes, there's the throw up. Yes, there's the tantrums, the crying. But you know what? When you're spending that one-on-one time and the little one looks up at you in the uh, with their eyes and you have that connection, you're like, damn, like I created this thing. Man, that's something special. So I have had a blast over the last month experiencing that. And for the rest of my life, um, I'm very, very grateful. I am closing out and will have closed out as this goes live my paternity leave. Um, Make sure you're working for a kick-ass company and for kick-ass people who support time with your family. Um, That's something I'm very fortunate to have throughout this process. So I want to shout out um, to my team for picking up the slack in my absence, making sure I wasn't working uh, when I should have been spending time with my family. Um, That is really important to me. Got a lot to talk about in a little time here. Just going to hit some quick notes from the top. Then we're going to dig into the substance. I want to first thank you, the listener. Thank you, the uh, community member, the person on Instagram or Twitter who is sharing my stuff. I do appreciate that. I always try to repost. I always try to DM. I always try to at mention thank you. Just saying a simple thank you, that means a ton. The one thing I ask for you as a listener I'm not trying to gimmick you. I'm not trying to 
pull wool over your eyes. I'm not trying to take your dollars. That's not what we're doing here. I'm trying to provide freaking value because I believe in the importance of providing value, making connections, building a community, and building a damn brand. The one thing you can do if you're enjoying what I'm doing, tell a damn friend about Stacking Slabs. Bring the party over here. Let's get this conversation rolling. But if you're sharing my stuff, I know you're listening to it if you're tuning in right now, but I do want to say thank you. I want to shout out MT Trading, MTT Trading 2 on the Twitter machine for being an amazing account. I love this account because this individual who runs this uh, page is highly skeptical about things that are happening in our interest in our industry or adjacent to our industry and using data, using data to back up what's happening. And I've just provide, I've just try to repost, I try to reshare um, the stuff that this account is doing, but it's really, really good. So I would encourage all of you, if you're on Twitter, go follow MT Trading 2, MT Trading 2 on Twitter. Um, it's opening my eyes to a lot of things, things about uh, things going up and evaluations of materials and cards and just all of this stuff. They're doing a really good job. So just want to shout out that account. Go check it out. want to shout out a wrestling sticker sale that uh, happened. Got to shine a light on a segment of the hobby that I love. Um, the 1987 Bret Hart top sticker. PSA 10 sold for $3,600 on PWCC's auction. That's amazing. I love that sticker. I love Bret Hart, the excellence of execution. It is happening. It is happening. We're seeing some momentum around wrestling cards. I'm not here to pump. I'm here to educate. and just want to highlight that. I want to shout out to everyone at the Dallas show, showing off their cards, showing off deals. Shows are where it's at. There seems to be so much activity and action going on at shows right now, and I love it. I'm going to spend a portion of this episode talking about why not only I think shows are important, but why we need to think more one-to-one when we're trying to build and create deals. That is something I think that doesn't get talked about enough, but we're going to spend a bulk of the episode chopping that up. I also want to say selling into hot markets is fun. Yes, you might have the cards of the athlete that is going up in price, but if you don't really care too much, or you're not married to the card, think about selling because the opportunities and options are limitless when you get those funds back and you can pour it into something you're truly passionate about. Um, I've had an experience this week um, where I uh, have some Tom Brady cards, and I, I, I like having the Tom Brady cards. Bought Tom Brady at the National, picked up a few pieces here and there, um, but you know, it was an, there was an opportunity as I was looking at his market just exploding where I, I looked at some of these pieces I had and I said, you know what, like, I like this card a ton, but I think the market might like it more than me. So putting a card up for auction, um, I just absolutely blown away by, um, as I've got an auction out right now, as I record this, it hasn't ended um, yet. It'll end this evening, but the card and the auction is already 4x what I paid for it, which is insane. And it's it's a card that doesn't get sold a lot. And it's a card that's in a PSA 10 slab. Um, it's a uh, 2008 um, Finest Moments Tom Brady. There's an insert set, pa- number parallel X-Fractor PSA 10. So there's that PSA 10 value that the hobby loves. 
And so I looked at this card and I was like, it's shiny. It's badass. It's serial numbered. It's PSA 10. There hasn't been any comps on this card in a while. Let me just play a little, uh, let's throw it out there and see what happens. So I've been thrilled at the outcome of that. But like the punchline of this is you got cards. The market of a player is super hot. and You're not married to those cards. Consider selling. I got a PSA sub back. Vintage wrestling cards, 171 of these bad boys. I'm going to share a little bit about it. Not necessarily dig into the details of the cards. If you want to see those, go to my IG live, or excuse me, my uh, Instagram page, at Stacking Slabs. Hit follow there if you're not already. Um, but I did a recording and unveiled all those cards so you can see all the details. But I'm going to talk a little bit at the end about the process I went through with the sub and why it's important and why it has mattered to my hobby maturity and growth. And finally, at the top of this, I just want to say, I think every day about brand building and building brand and providing value. And this is what I do professionally. And so I am a little sensitive to it. But I just want to say this, and this is a PSA, and no, it's not a slab. It is a public service announcement. Everyone, it's not about you. It's not about the thing that you have or are building or people can pay for. It's about building trust and providing value consistently, okay? So focus on the whole and the hobby and the community. And if you can consistently provide value, you're going to build trust and people are going to buy your shit when they want to. People will follow you when they want to. But just this getting up in front of everyone constantly and talking about yourself and how smart you are, it doesn't work. Okay, it's, it's, that's for the birds. It's, it turns me off. Maybe some people like it, but that's not how I build brands. So this is my damn show. So I'm going to tell you what I think and what I believe in. So provide value consistently. Don't make it about yourself. You're going to build trust and people will want to come back for more. I want to shout out my man, Josh, Cardboard Chronicles. Tons of great feedback on that episode. People coming back to me and saying, hey, this was super helpful. I put up in a story that the conversation taught me a few things. Um, It taught me that everyone's financial situation is different in life. It makes it impossible to cast a coherent judgment on the winners and losers of deals when things go down. Everyone always wants to say winner, loser. People have life, different life circumstances, different life situations, and it's impossible to say this person won or they shouldn't have sold or this person won. Like it, that's one thing that I picked up on from the conversation with Josh is everyone's financial situation is different. Number two, set life goals, okay? And figure out how cards fit in to enhance or support those goals. Josh is thinking about things from his life perspective and cards are a piece of it. And he saw an opportunity where his life and his family's life could be better by him selling this card. And I think that's really cool. Next, also, I say this a lot, but always be the CEO of your PC. Move the cards that you like but you might not be in love with, especially if you know that the market is in love with those cards. That is the time to sell. That was something I picked up from the conversation. And then now the topic I want to get into is just, and Josh highlighted this, private deal, everybody. This was not up for auction. This was not through a consigner. This was a one-to-one private deal. And I want to talk a little bit about the value of one-to-one relationships because I don't think they get enough airtime. I don't think they get enough love. And I think you go to a show, what do you do? You don't bring in a consigner. You don't bring in some, that would be ludicrous, right? 
when you go to a show, you sit right across the showcase from an individual who has a card you want and you negotiate, you work a deal, or maybe you have a card that the person on the other side of the showcase wants and you build the relationship. And the thing that I love about one-to-one selling and one-to-one relationships is that it's not just about the transaction right then. Yes, deals get done, money exchanges, card goes to other person, cash goes to other person, but that's a limited mindset. The opportunity is future deals and future interactions and connections that those individuals can make with other people. This is relationships. And I think one-to-one relationships in the hobby is the most important thing and doesn't get talked enough about. I threw a little tweet out there earlier this past or this past week and I said we rely on third-party platforms to help us buy and sell cards. Marketplaces and auction houses are a critical piece in keeping the hobby moving, but they aren't everything. Don't outsource your ability to build relationships. One to one is where the deals get done. So let me say this from the top I'm not saying don't use auction houses, don't use third-party platforms like eBay, um, don't use consigners. I do all of these things, okay? I do all of these things, but I also try to make, make it make sense for me in the situation when I have a card. And I, I make sure that I understand the lane that I'm sending it down and the reason why I'm sending it to them. It lines up with what my goals are and what I'm looking to achieve with those cards. Third-party platforms undeniably provide you eyeballs. People who always bitch and complain about eBay fees and stuff like, hey, everyone, eBay has the most eyeballs and is the largest platform in the world. You have to pay to play. So there's something there. eBay, other platforms, they provide the eyeballs. They provide the accessibility, the ease of use to just say, here, this is up for auction. Let's see what happens. I think consignment, Auction houses and platforms like eBay, right? They're, they're marketing channels. They'll help promote your cards and sell your cards. I use these platforms, okay? I just said that. I think for me, if I'm, I always want to sell one-to-one. But I understand sometimes the cards that I want to sell aren't the best to sell one-to-one because my circles and people that I'm connected with aren't, uh, aren't interested in those things. So I, I mentioned that Tom Brady card, okay? The reason why I didn't sell that Tom Brady card one-to-one is because I, I did a little evaluation with some Brady collectors that I know. Shout out to all you people if you're listening to this show and I hit you up about that card. Um, and I said, you know, what, what do you think, think that there's no comps on this card? What do you think the value is? Everyone's, you know, used their own theories and thought process. And when I got the sum of everyone's feedback, I said to myself, okay, this price that people have on this right now, I'd be thrilled with it. However, based on what I'm seeing in this parabolic Tom Brady market and it having the attributes of serial number, X-Fractor, Shiny Shine, PSA 10, I'm not seeing this card anywhere else. I think it's a good option to go put on eBay because I don't want to necessarily leave money on the table. And if I do leave money on the table. That's that's my choice. So instead of selling the card for an evaluation price in a one-to-one scenario, I decided to move it on eBay and I'm thrilled with the results so far. And the reason why I did this is just because I thought this card needed to see 
the broader market. And to me, that was a great opportunity where I said, eBay is the best option. It's testing a market on something that hasn't popped in a while. I think we all spend way too much time on Instagram and other platforms sharing our cards, building relationships, and, and building our brands too. The advantage of spending a lot of time on Instagram is it allows us to have a voice and a platform. We build trust through our daily interactions on Instagram, through messaging, through our posts, through comments. This is community building. This is community forming. And we as individuals need to use this to our advantage. Okay, so, so the question is, do we take, take it a step further and buy, sell cards through this platform that we're, we have at our disposal, that we're on all the time, that we're building relationships through? I know people do. I know dealers do and some individuals do, but I think we should all as a community have more confidence in our ability to sell cards one-to-one through channels like Instagram. This cuts out a lot of fat. This cuts out a lot of fluff. This cuts out a lot of fees. We need to have confidence that if we're going to buy and sell cards, there's a community right there in front of us. We just don't do a good enough job of sourcing, finding, promoting. We all can do that. We have the tools to do this. I'm in a Manning chat that I talk about all the time. People are constantly sharing cards from other people's stories in that chat of people that we don't follow. And it's like, hey, here's this Manning card. I've got it. I don't need it, but I know you might have it. This dude that I'm following is selling. Would you? Here you go. I can make the intro if you want. That kind of stuff happens in group chats, okay? And so if, if you want to promote a card and put it in your story, someone sees it and is a group chat of that player, that's how your stuff goes. That's how your stuff goes viral in a way that is viral to a private group of people. Okay. People always want to say, okay, I'm going to go viral. It's a hundred thousand views, this and that. I'd rather go viral in the underground. Okay. I'd rather go viral in communities, in groups through DMs. That's what I do from a marketing perspective professionally, like freeing up content, making it easy and accessible because I know people share information in a new way these days. And so I think that's something that's interesting is just you might not feel it because you can't see it. But if someone sees a card and likes it and knows other people, chances are they'll share it for you. And you might not know about it until that person comes around and says, hey, are you willing to negotiate a little bit on that card? I think people DM me constantly because um, I don't think I know people DM me constantly because they know what I like and they know what I buy. Um, and then for me, I've when I've had cards pop and I know other people like it, put them in my stories, chat with them, and you get deals done and it's quick. It's great. And so I'm an advocate for one-to-one selling because I think how relationships are, I, because I think it's critical to leverage the relationships that we built and develop. I think people complain when their cards doesn't sell for as much as they want on these big third-party platforms. Platforms like Golden and PWCC are bit big and they're great and they serve an amazing need in the hobby. And I know I'm stating the obvious here, but your card on those platforms, it's your card on those platforms versus everyone else's at that time when the auctions are closing out. Buyers only have so much money, right? Okay, so your card versus everyone else's. And I think one-to-one selling, and I'm again, I'm saying, don't not use these platforms. You should, but I think you should just consider 
the opportunity in your power and ability to use your network to your advantage and maybe test, test both, like putting a card, selling a card one-to-one versus putting a card up for auction and evaluating the return on those two options and see what you got. I think one-to-one offers you more control. It offers you referrals, the ability to gain word of mouth traction. And that's what marketing and brand building is all about. Just don't lose sight of your brand because you all have one and leverage it. If you're not already subscribed to the show, do that for me. Follow me across all social. Shout out to my man, Drake's PCs coming on the show. One of my good buddies in the hobby. Shout out to him for hitting that one of one five timers club, The Rock. Man, it's a great card. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Big news on the wrestling front. Panini got the WWE license. Go check out Wrestling Trading Cards YouTube channel. I had a nice conversation with a bunch of collectors about that deal and acquisition. I won't get into it here, but if you are interested in learning more about what wrestling card collectors think about that deal and the opportunity ahead, go check out WrestlingTradingCards.com or Wrestling Trading Cards YouTube channel. Shout out Tony Vela for all the work he does on that side. All right, we're going to close it out by talking about my 101 wrestling card sub. Again, I'm not going to go into the details on what I got and what it, kind of the, all the nitty gritty details. If you want to learn more, go to my Instagram page. I did a live on it. I will also state this. You do not have to like wrestling cards to, to, to get into this and understand what I'm trying to tell you. I know not everyone likes wrestling cards. That's totally cool. I'm not trying to get everyone on board. I'm just trying to tell you about my process. So here's my process. About a year, 15 months in the making, okay? So I bought a collection of vintage wrestling cards from an individual at a price point that I love. I sourced the individual on condition and got pictures and everything. And it was someone that I had a relationship with and I trusted. Cards look good. Cards look passable by me bought the collection, got the collection back. And as I was, I hadn't, I did not have the cards in my possession for a long time because my goal was I want to get these cards over to PSA as soon as I can. So, but when I got those cards and I was getting them ready for PSA about a year ago, man, I fell in love. I fell in love with the, the all the 82, 83 all-stars. I fell in love with some of these vintage cards that I, I had seen on the internet, but never held in hand. For me, like personally, I love wrestling cards because I believe in the market and the opportunity and the ability to get on the ground floor. And I believe in this combination of like the sports plus this Pokemon, like they're characters, okay? And there's nostalgia around these characters. Um, you walk through a, a show and someone's got 82 All-Stars in a case and you are walking by the corner and you see Superfly Jimmy Snuka PSA 8 staring at you in your face, you're going to probably stop because that's not a card you see every day. However, you remember growing up and seeing Superfly Jimmy Snuka on TV or Jake the Snake Roberts or Dusty Rhodes, fill in the blank. So they're a pattern interrupt on what we see as collectors, okay? There's a lot of the same stuff, a lot of the same stuff. And so wrestling cards can not only stop you in your tracks, but it can bring you back to the moment in time. And that's nostalgia. And that is freaking powerful. Part of these, you know, sports, Pokemon type angle, uh, pattern interrupt, nostalgia, passion, myself. Like these are all reasons why I love them. So I waited a long time. Obviously the sub 171 cards wasn't cheap. However, it was a lot cheaper than it would be 
uh, today. Today, quite frankly, you couldn't do it. But I don't know. I think I got in at 12 bucks a card, which was awesome. Um, then PSA sub, PSA shuts down. I'm waiting for my cards. As PSA shuts down and people aren't going to grade these cards for 150 bucks a pop because maybe it doesn't make sense, um, it puts the cards that I'm getting back at a, at a higher premium than I anticipated. So I get Wrestling All-Stars back. And I get these cards back. And it does something to me that I, I wasn't expecting. I start, I've got, you've got the 82 A, A and B set, and then you've got the 83 set. And I start getting these cards back, looking at the grades, and these cards are the best wrestling card set of all time and will forever be because it is a glimpse at a lot of these performers before they were stars. You flip over the, the front is the image of their face, a younger, their younger self probably than you remember most of them, and then the stories on the back of who they are, what they're doing, and why they're important. These cards are significant. They're not only significant to me, they're significant to anyone else who collects wrestling cards. And I'll say it, anyone who collects cards in general, they should be. I got caught with emotion when I was looking through these cards. It felt like I had something important. And when I was dusted settle on my IG live, immediately as I was looking through it, this excitement hit over my body that I hadn't had in a while. And I immediately said, well, I've got a few more cards here and there on a couple of these sets, and I, I've got you know a lot of cards over here on this one set. You know what? I'm going to collect the whole damn thing. I want to collect the whole damn three, 82, A, B, and 83. So immediately, I'm not selling any of these. That's what I said. I'm not selling. And immediately, my mind went to go hunt. Okay, how can I find the cards I need and the grades I wanted? And then how can I, over a period of time, level up the grades that I have in cards that I want better grades? And so I can see all you people, shout out David Peck, how you get stuck and caught up in this set, this one set. I can spend all my time on All-Stars. That was powerful. That was a moment I wasn't expecting. The ECW cards I submitted. I'm the first guy, maybe second, or gal, I think. Don't want to discount any females who might have subbed some Chris Candino cards. There there was a couple previous PSA cards of this ECW set that came from the Bash and Brawlers action figures. Shout out old San Francisco toy company for all the nostalgia feels in the 2000s when Extreme Championship Wrestling licensed their stuff with them and they started producing figures. There's In some of the sets, there was cards. I love these cards. Um, I sent in, there wasn't any in the pop report outside of a couple. If you look at the PSA pop report now, and look up that set. A majority of those cards are mine. I love ECW. Mountain, mountaintop promotion for me. Um, so much joy. So much angst growing up. I have so many fond memories of ECW. And now I'm the owner of something that no one else in the world has. PSA Slab ECW cards. And I, I popped a gem mint on a couple. These are condition sensitive. I posted my Rob Van Dam card. But man, again, Holy cow, powerful, not selling these things. Then I start to evaluate, okay, here's what I'm selling. Here's what I want I want to get rid of. Put them up on eBay, did the IG video, and then started auctions. auctions. I think immediately within you know 24 hours of this, I realized based on some of these sales that I have going, i.e. Brady card, the cost of my sub immediately got set, is immediately covered from it. I'm hitting my goals by getting some of these cards back that I want. Some of these other sales will help put me ahead. 
I'm then getting these cards of these legendary sets basically for nothing because I'm doing the work on the sub ahead of time and playing offense. And now I'm in a position in the wrestling card market where I feel like I'm on more offense than ever. I think things outside of my control help PSA shutting down, but it started with my passion and personal belief in wrestling cards and instincts as a whole. And I think that's really important. That's the message. Whatever you're collecting, whatever lane you go down, you have the opportunity to think outside the box and do something different than anyone else. And if you feel it, and you believe it, you should do it and don't let anyone else stop you. I hope you like what I'm doing over here on the show. Remember, tell a damn friend about the Stacking Slabs podcast. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Be back Friday. Drake's PC. Let's go.